0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. Wherever you're joining us from, you're very, very welcome. Whether it's your first time or you've been watching regularly, God richly bless you. It's no accident that you're joining us today. We believe the Lord has ordered your footsteps and your fingers that you clicked on the right link and the right setting to be with us today. So may you be mightily blessed as you're joining us today. And of course, I'm joined my wonderful wife, Charlene. And it's our first time together, isn't it? I we know. I don't wonderful. think we've done one alone. So we're kind of feeling like we're walking on water here. But it's uh, great to be with you, my wife. And uh, <laughs> But we are definitely not going to be alone because we're going to be joined by Carol and Hillary Lashley-Bob. And they're joining us from Wagena in Oklahoma. So hi, guys. Hey,
1: guys. Hi. Hi,
2: guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice to was, be with you <laughs> yes
0: it's great to have you and uh so lovely that we feel i mean we are family in the lord but we're family in the vinesong family and uh, that makes yes. it ever so much more special um for someone that might be watching that don't know your history perhaps uh, carol and hillary were in the ministry of vinesong they served faithfully for many many years uh what years did you both join uh, carol and Hillary. Oh,
1: I joined in 1990 mm-hmm. and was in Song for 12 years. Wow. And Hillary joined the year after that, right? Two years after two that. Years after two years after that, year. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Ah. Amazing, amazing. And can I just remind anyone who's watching, if you haven't seen the history of Song, do yourself a favor, especially I think on the third, part three, um, if you'd like to get to see more of Carolyn and Hillary, and all the wonderful things the Lord did during that era and that time of the ministry. It was a special, real pioneering yeah. time. We were just talking about it. <laughs> the Lord used you guys to pioneer. I mean, I hear the situations that you guys are building on this like, <laughs> Woo, boy. Thank God I missed that baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, then we had wow. the teams before us that pioneered for us. We pioneered for you, and now you pioneered for someone else.
0: Oh, amen. Well, I mean, <laughs> I tell you. I think, but, I mean, there, there must be a grace for, for, for everything because hearing what, you, what the Lord took you through, I mean, I can't imagine it. And then, you know, as you say, each generation there's a blessing upon it. So, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And your children, you've got uh, three children. Do you want to tell us about them a
1: little bit? Well, we have Naomi, Israel, and Hannah. Naomi and Israel were born while we were in Vine Song, and they're all grown, enjoying life, having jobs, one getting married, getting ready to get married, Israel. Wow. So yeah, they're loving the Lord, following yeah. in His footsteps and in His calling for their lives. So we are blessed. We are blessed yeah yeah
0: we were just talking before i mean i remember israel at congress where he was he was this high he was two years old <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it right. <felt> like,
1: yes it <laughs> felt like just the
0: other day incredible <laughs> just very quickly hillary I, I mean i just have to tell anyone watching the story and i'm i mean i'm not sure if it exactly how it happened. you can help me but so hillary carol you were in the ministry for two years and yeah you were you were single weren't you footloose and fancy free um, yes trusting the lord (laughs) and then and as the story goes hillary is hillary was wearing i don't know if it was gucci or 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 hugo boss at the time you know very posh tailored suit you know couplings patent you know italian shoes hair done you know and uh you came at the end of a vine song meeting and you somehow you and you and pastor john got chatting right you and john were Tending, yes, he well, was John, about Joe. As, your-
2: as he normally does, he uh asks for <laughs> assistance at the end for people to pack up. So I thought, oh, I'll do my due diligence and <laughs> give a hand. So <laughs> 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 John says, uh, so Hillary, are you uh, uh is it your desire to be in the ministry at some point? I said, oh yes, yes. Not expecting oh well you can start right here and start by rolling up the cables.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think John always John always says, you know, it's like you were, you know, here with your suit and you're like, Yes, yes, I need prayer. Yes, I'd like to be in ministry (laughs) there. And then as you're holding it out out your hands, John had these cables yes. and he just went, well, ministry starts like this. Boom! And it. just the cables and he's like, don't roll the cables. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Has, has, he's been rolling cables ever since.
1: <laughs>
0: You're a good cable roller by now. I can just imagine. <laughs> oh, well, and I mean, praise the Lord for your faithfulness. Your obedience, Hillary, uh, uh, doing lots of the driving, sound engineering, um, you know, on the technical side, a lot, even helping with the singing, with a song or two there from the back. And then Carol, of course, uh, doing the soprano singing, the clothes, Carol, the wardrobe department yes. was
1: yours. Yes, definitely. They used to call me Mama Bear <laughs> 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 because I, <laughs> because of my maiden name it was Moha Bear, so they... I think no, um, no. Tessa Setter gave me that name, Mama Bear. Oh, oh. yes. Really?
3: <laughs> so yeah, Tessa.
1: I, oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was in charge of the wardrobe section and making sure there was food and things like that. Oh. And singing. Amazing. I did try I did try the teaching for one year with Hannah, Naomi. Uh-oh, I couldn't. Thank the Lord we got a teacher.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. And, and, and as you say, on the road, you know, life on the road, you're confronted with different, you know, situations. It's not, it's not easy. It's not easy either. Uh, no. Never mind just, you know, doing it at home. So you guys have been married
1: how long? Oh, we were married in 1983. eight nine. not, not, not 83. 19, 19. <laughs> I thought, glory, babe. I don't know what no was that long. So are we coming up to 28 years this year?
3: Yeah. Really, Carol? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. And it's so been great. a blast, I tell you. Yes, and that's why we've got you to come and speak, because really, and the way you've just become friends and the way you respect each other and love each other, we know... uh, Carol, we call you (laughs) Calorie. Carol (laughs) Carol and Hillary. Uh, We we know you so well and it's so nice to uh, have someone on that you know speaks from the heart Mm. and also leads by example. And that is really the reason we wanted you to come on to teach us a thing or two about what it is has means like to be have a good marriage and you know to also pass that down onto your children and um just to learn from you and from your experiences you were on the road it's the stress of getting to places you know the all the sorts of things that we deal with in ministry but um i I think it's normal things as well that you deal with from day to day that you learn um, how to love each other even throughout all the you know the little things that irk you perhaps or um
1: life and uh yeah tell us a secret but I think that first of all I I not my best friend I guess I can say you know Hill and I were friends before we even thought about dating mm. I think the the realization that God was bringing us together was kind of a A shock for me because i was like oh lord these feelings better be from you because i don't want to lose a good friend and so Mm. it it was um definitely the lord that you know in time opened our eyes to what he was doing um and then you know people say they come into marriage 50 50 it's not a 50 50 nothing it's a 100, 100 percent each person brings in. And then, you know, then you make the whole. And so coming into a marriage, you have to you, you, you don't come in expecting the other person to fulfill what you're lacking, because then what's, your ha- what's happening then is you are putting your partner in the place where the Holy Spirit should be. And you're not, wow. yeah, you're not relying on the Holy Spirit to heal whatever you need to be healed or to fill you with whatever you need to be filled with to bring into a marriage. I I cannot, I mean, Hillary, yes, is the head of my home, but I cannot rely on him for my personal um, relationship with the Lord, for him to feed me spiritually every day without me having that relationship with God first. And I think that's, that is some of the, the um, what you say, mistakes that young, our young people are making or we have made in our time um, is that we expect our partners to be God in the sense of to fulfill every single need that we have, rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to do that. Because what happens then is you get totally frustrated, because they're not perfect, you are not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you, you start to not appreciate what God has blessed you with, but all you see is what they can't give you. Yeah, you see the faults. Mm-hmm. You see the faults. And it's totally, yeah. totally wrong because he is not your savior. He is not your God. He is, you know, he is not to be put on a pedestal where you can knock him down at any time. Mm. He is to be walking hand in hand with you side by side. Isn't that what isn't that how we walk with the Holy Spirit? And isn't the isn't God the one that gave us a total um picture of what marriage is by the way he is with us. Walking hand in hand, side by side, you know. And so I think before even thinking about marriage, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to prepare you as a person for what, as much as you're asking God, God bless me with a man that is this and that and the other. Are you this and that and the other? Are you this and that and the other? You know, are you preparing yourself for what you're asking for? And a lot of times, We don't allow that to happen. So that would be my first thing to say is, prepare yourself for what you're expecting God to bring to you and and allow the Holy Spirit to heal the things that you need to be healed, to get rid of the baggage that you wouldn't bring into a marriage. Not even a marriage, a a friendship. First of all, a friendship. We don't know how to be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. know how to yeah. just be supportive of each other without expecting nothing in return. And <laughs> so if you don't know that in a friendship, then you are bringing this, you don't know how to be friends into a marriage where you don't know how to, be, and, and you have to be supportive of each other. You have to be the, what, the backbone for each other, you know what I mean? We have to support each other that way. So if you don't learn that within your friendship, yeah. it's hard to, you know, I'm not saying it can't happen after marriage, but it becomes a little bit harder when you start living with this person because living and not living with somebody is two different things. You know, mm-hmm. when you start living in the same house, seeing their the little things that might annoy you, Mm. <laughs> you know, and Well how do you deal with things like that? It's because you have allowed God to get rid of your nitty-gritty things and open your eyes to well, is that really necessary for you to get so angry about? Is it really mm-hmm. matter? Does it really matter? Mm. In 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 about two hours, are you gonna really is it gonna really matter in two hours? That you got so mm-hmm. upset right. over The socks on the floor.
0: The socks on the floor. Hit the
1: floor, baby. That's one of my my things. That's one of my things. Dirty clothes on the floor. I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. You know what my dad said? One time he said to me, I I was annoyed that I just cleaned the kitchen. And they came and they put stuff in the sink. Didn't wash it up. I just cleaned my kitchen. And I was like, you know, these, uh, my dad came behind me said, honey, would it really hurt if you washed those dishes instead of getting yourself so upset about it? You know, mm. why? Mm. Why don't mm. we just let it go and let it be and enjoy life? Mm. It's because mm. it's selfishness in a sense. Because we think we're doing everything and they don't, they don't consider my feelings. They don't consider all the work I do in this house and blah, 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 blah. And it's all centered on self. When you don't know what happened when your, your husband or your wife went through the door, what kind of a day they had and what burdens they are mm. dealing with when they come home. And sometimes they can't talk about it to you because of confidentiality at work. They can't discuss everything with you. You know, all they can say is, I've had a bad day. I can't discuss it. And so, and sometimes they need something that, so that they don't need a nagging wife or they don't need a nagging husband, you know, to add on to that oh. stress. Hmm. I can talk. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: Carol, I was just as you were talking. You know, you know. I think I think Hollywood is a lot to blame for this too, because you know the movie Jerry Maguire and that scene where they go, "You complete me." You know, we feel the other person has to complete us in a way, where as you as you say, um, that we shouldn't depend on that person necessarily for our joy or for our peace or for for us just to. Maintain that relationship uh, with the Lord. That, 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 that is number yeah. one, right?
3: Yeah. One yeah. thing I picked up what you were saying is that marriage is the most unselfish contract you go into. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Exactly. You have to literally strip yourself from all selfishness and become totally unselfish and giving to the person who you are married. Yeah. And if you can't, Figure that out in the beginning. It's 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 tough. It it takes many years to finally realize it's not all about me. Right. And it's so true what you say. Mm. Uh, I I thank you for that. That's um, number one checkpoint. The most unselfish contract you would ever enter into. Yes. And if you want to be selfish, it's not for you. Exactly. It isn't really. <laughs>
1: You'll bump heads. I think, you want to say something? Go ahead. I think, especially like when we traveled on the road, some nights, you know how it is, guys. You're 12 o'clock, you're still packing equipment. We work 24 hours a day, seven days a week together, but sometimes you get into the house where you're staying and you're like, oh, boy, I missed you today. As because you didn't have a connection you didn't, we weren't able to talk or, you know, and we've had to learn, especially here in America, at 12 o'clock at night, thank God, Walmart was open at that time. <laughs> no, honestly, that yeah. used to be, be, and thank God. It's your hangout yeah, place. Yeah, it became our hangout place because it's the only place that's open. And thank God we had Rachel to look after um, Naomi in Israel and... We would go, even if we just had to, didn't have to buy anything, just to connect with each other. Yes. And, and we've done that once or twice. Yeah, just to connect and <laughs> to hear what's on our heart and, and, and all of that. You, your life cannot get that busy, that you cannot connect with each other, because the lack of communication is the, is, is the start of relationship breakdown. Yeah. And that's true. And, and yeah. so you have to learn yeah. how to make that time in your business of life to connect with each other. Even if it's for five minutes. And then you, you, you know, make the time to do that. Carve out a time.
3: Communication is high on your agenda, hey, Dan. That's, that's something you really advocate for.
0: Well, praise the Lord for that. I had no idea. Well, very good to know. Putting
3: the ribbon on his chest.
0: <laughs> praise the Lord for that one. Never thought never thought I'd be the advocate for communication. No,
3: Dan, you taught Come me on. how to communicate. <laughs> you taught me baby. how to communicate, Dan. Really, I'm the one Not who didn't communicate. I, I would be quiet and bottle it up and, you know, Dan, you're the one who taught me. Get it out. Talk about it. You yeah. Know. That's why we're talking about it right now, because I am healed.
0: Henry, <laughs> <laughs> he- if someone, if, uh, if, if let's say, you know, I, I think it's quite tough. You know, we say that the husband, you know, you the spiritual head of your home. Yes, God has ordained us um, as, as, as the spiritual leader of our, of our home. But, you know, when it comes to the practical things, now let's say, you know, you're a busy man. I know you work hard. Uh, do you have to make that time to set up a, a time to communicate? And if you're not the one, how, do you, how can you make the time if, it's, if it doesn't come naturally or you really feel you're busy?
2: You have to consciously make that effort to um, communicate, not only with your wife, but with your children. Um, even if it's for five minutes or three minutes, you have to say, sit down and say, how was your day? Or even a hug. That's communication enough Mm. sometimes, you know? And um, I've learned that I've had had to actually consciously make time. Um, Because I struggle with saying no to people. And uh, especially people outside of the family circle.
0: Carol's going, uh, uh. oh, yes, sure, I can.
2: (laughs) And then I I, I have to rejuggle everything to fit someone else in. Um, But... I have learned, or I'm still trying to learn to make time for my family because they are my first congregation as, as a, a minister or even as a mm. head of your house. They are your first congregation. They are your first spiritual responsibility. Mm.
1: Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. And it is very easy to, to say yes to other people And break your promise to your family because Mm. you think, oh, they'll understand. But honey, I'm telling you, sometimes they don't understand because, (laughs) no, seriously, (laughs) because then you start feeling, am I not important (laughs) in your life anymore? Right. Mm. Why am I always being pushed aside for people who don't care a hoot about you? They just want what you can give them. And this I have entered into a commitment with you to be a partner with you. I I think I've said to Hillary a few times, I've said, you know, I mean, we love each other. I mean, it's like a honeymoon every year for me. But sometimes I'm like, honey, I didn't get married to sleep alone. Yeah. You know, yeah. if that was my this that what God wanted for me, he would not have given me a husband. You know, and or to be alone—not even just to sleep alone, but to be alone—and we have to not forget that the romancing of your 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 partner doesn't stop when you get married. You forget everything you've done to catch this person. Mm-hmm. Now you got them. You no longer treat them as the only precious thing. That you hold so dear. You know, it's no longer that anymore. Mm. Mm. And we Mm -hmm. can't fall into that trap. We have to continually treat each other the way we did before marriage. That you are precious to me. You are valuable to me. My time is yours. Mm. And don't Mm. make that that person feel like less than. You know, Mm. and that happens a lot.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, Hillary also uh, just uh, touched on that—that that it has to be intentional, whether it's with your wife or with your children, Hillary. That you have to intentionally make that decision to to make the time yeah. to to prioritize. So it also boils then down to priorities. What's what's important That's for me, right? It. Right. Yeah. Mm.
3: As well, I... and you know, it, Jesus said, "Sorry, uh, okay. Carol." I I just thought about it because I spoke to my dad the other day about um, having friendship and and him and my mom. And, uh, you know, Jesus was our friend. And it says in the Bible about a friend would lay lay down his life for his brother. And and it's so important that you do raise the um, friendship thing in marriage, because I think we really lose that when we are extremely in love before we get married. All we wanna do is head to the physical side of the marriage, but we really miss the foundation of friendship. And that's the one thing that um, very few people hold dear before you get married and really learn how, how that person ticks. And that's really the foundation that keeps you in the end when, when everything is shaking, when there's storms coming, so that foundation that keeps you going of friendship. And um, it it's depicted by Jesus and that he would lay down his life for his friends. And you do, when, when things niggle and when you go through stuff, you realize, but in the end, I don't want to lose my ben, best friend. That's
1: right. For sure. Yeah.
0: Well, Charlene was talking about these uh, the storms of life and uh, maybe someone's, Listening to this, and maybe they are really in a storm. And I mean, to be quite honest, Shaolin and I have been to places, also in our marriage, where sometimes it's, you're just in that winter time. It just feels sometimes you're just not connecting anymore. And 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 let's be honest, sometimes it, it's it's pretty tough, and you really really need a miracle sometimes. And say, Lord, can you possibly restore? You know, you sometimes it feels like it could be in an instant and sometimes it feels so far away. So what's maybe something that can help someone if, if they're really at a place where things are really tough and they're really grinding it out and, and they're even contemplating, well, I'm not sure how much I can take of this. Uh, what can, what's those first anchors that can stop that and for you to turn, turn the tide the other way?
1: Well, I think... Take a step back and write down the things that you first fell in love with for that yeah. with that person yeah. Yeah. what brought you together mm-hmm. what is it that you saw in this person that you said you know of course God puts you together but that you said this is this is the man for me what is it that draw drew him to you and start building mm-hmm. on those things and recognizing that those Things are still there in that person, but yeah. um, right and and start to appreciate those things again, and don't always look to what are you doing. What are you doing to make it better, to make the relationship better? Mm. How are you romancing your partner, and, and uh, especially us women, we expect. The man to always romance us, right? What are the mm. what are the little things that make him feel appreciated and wanted and loved that you do that you know he really right. loves it? I'm not just talking right. about mm. sexual um um actions, but I'm just talking about does a, you know my one of my favorite things that Hillary does to me before I go to bed? is to make me a cup of tea. Oh. Listen, when I make it, it doesn't taste right. When he makes it, it's like mm, the best thing ever. But
3: that I mean, (laughs) that's not
1: romantic, but it warms my heart because he made it. What is it? You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting to. What are the little things that you have forgotten that he loved for you to do? I I come in the door and Hillary cleaned his house wash the floors, I'm all in love over all over again because I don't have to do it. Yes. You know, these little <laughs> things that warms your heart, Yes, that it doesn't have to always yeah. be a yeah. sexual thing. What are the practical things that he loves, that you do for him that makes him feel validated, makes him feel special? You know, it's yeah. not all about the... The sexual part and the bedroom sort of stuff—it's a—it's every aspect of life that you make, yeah. That you make each other feel.
3: Absolutely, Dan told me once, and I think I think to to ask is never a bad exactly. thing, is it? What is it that you really mm-hmm. love that I do that right. I can do for you? I think just asking because many times you think you know or you get it from movies or you get it from books that you read or magazines and you think you know, but you're with someone who's extremely unique, unique just as mm-hmm. you are. And um, I think it doesn't hurt to ask what what, a, what <clears throat> that I do is special for you. And I know one of the things Dan taught me about men is to affirm my husband in front of mm-hmm. other men or sometimes just a little affirmation for him and and. Uh, wow, my husband is the greatest tea maker yeah. in the world or whatever, you know, just affirming him in front of other men. Dan taught me about um, showing respect to him more than right. love. Uh, he, and uh, anyway, let me not get carried away. You go away, Hillary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> One of my, uh, Carol mentioned uh, taking a step back. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is about uh, David, when he got home and everything was annihilated and his, his men wanted to kill him. They were saying, well, David was the result. We fought for David and look what's happened to our families. And the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And from that, he was able to hear from God What needed to be done, God said, go and recover all. So many times when we feel everything is against us, we need to take a step back, go to the Father, reconnect with the Father, hear from the Father, and proceed.
0: Wow. Well... I, I can you know, just right. say amen to that one. I think I, I think <laughs> we're <well> done. <laughs> 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 but no, but that's so true, Hilary. Seriously, you know, sometimes when things are not going well, isn't it? Um, prayer is sometimes very yes, difficult. Yes, indeed. You know, we always say yes, we pray together and we want to pray together, but to connect together in prayer and. Uh, we can talk a little bit about the spiritual side, isn't it? Yes, because please do. As much as there's, you know, there's the relational side and the physical side. You know, yeah. you guys have seen enough evidence of things happening in the spirit. I think that you guys got a lot of experience in that. So spiritually, how do we re-strengthen our wall and and reconnect again and and pray again when things are not going well? I mean, what do you do?
1: You just better hang on to the Holy Spirit, is what you do. <laughs> Um
3: yeah. And yeah. you have to make yeah.
1: the time to to definitely pray together and read the word together and study the word together. It really does strengthen your relationship mm-hmm. with you know with the Lord and strengthen you, you know. It says that a a three a, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And I mean if the whole if he's in the middle of that you cannot be easily broken because you—you what you're actually doing is allowing the Holy Spirit to show you both together what to do together, not just individually, you know? It's like worshiping as a family in church. I'm telling you something. When we left Vine Song and we were now sitting in the pews as a family and worshiping together, it was a totally different experience. It really strengthened us, won't you say? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As a family. I I thought I was in love before I left Weizer. I found I found a different kind of or more intimate intimacy with my husband because we were being intimate with the Lord together. And it just I don't know how it happens, but it does. It just strengthened us because our intimacy with the Lord encouraged our relationship to grow and to get closer. It's like you, you started to think on the same wavelengths and you didn't get so many misunderstandings like before, as well as Hillary's yeses and noes were yeses and noes. He didn't now, we didn't now have to consider a team how my if i do this how it would affect the whole team you know what i mean and so yeah so right it's a it's very a dynamic very yeah thing and so of side if you of the are, team. if right. you are right. if you are not doing that when you come home if you're not seeing yourself if you're not in your kind of situation but you have to realize that your yeses have to be yeses and your noes have to be noes. Because you're not part of a, you're not 24-7 in a team like Vine Song is. You, you're going to job and you come home. Don't bring the job home. You know, mm-hmm. don't bring it home. Just the, when you come through that door, it's you and your family. And if I've decided that at five o'clock, if you have decided at five o'clock we are going to the park, we are going to the park. Don't get a call from work and say, "Oh, honey, I have to go." Now you know
0: what I mean. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, Carol. And that's that's also difficult nowadays too, because you know, with the whole change around the world, there's a lot of men that are now working in the house, and and all the job changes now, which sometimes, as you say, it's so difficult separate, to keep yeah. it a little bit separate now to know, you know, now's relationship time, now's family time, because. It's all, it's all, it's It's a different, I think some people find it really difficult nowadays to really find that balance. I think
1: you have to set the boundaries with your workplace if you are working from home. I am not very good at it, you know. I have found, what you say, that sometimes I'm work? I wanna say what I did today, but I am working late in the night to finish a project because I know it's due the next day and... It had nothing to do with me wasting time. It's because you don't get the material in time, so blah blah blah. But you have to set the boundaries that, even though I'm working from home guys at the work in the office, my working time is from nine to five. After that my computer is off, it will be dealt with in the morning. You have to set the boundaries, yeah.
0: Uh, someone, I, I went to, uh, we went to a church somewhere and there were this couple, I think they were married for, oh, I don't know, maybe 60 or something years. They were, they were old and they were just so full of joy, these two. And I said to them, you know, tell me the secret. And then they smiled and they looked at one, one another and almost as one person, they said, yeah, forgiveness. And someone once said, a great marriage is the union of two great forgivers. So how important is that forgiveness? Because you, you can't hold really a grudge, great. can you, Carol? As you said, you know, this person did this, this, that. I think forgiveness is so For key. sure.
1: Like um, Charlene was saying, she's the one that didn't talk a lot. Hillary was the one. And that thing, I would talk and talk and talk and talk. and You need to give me an answer. And sometimes I would get really upset about it. I think the first time I I saw Hillary Cry because of my words, I thought, I said, Lord, you gotta forgive me. I my heart was broken because I have caused him pain. And he's a patient man. He's very patient, you know. And to see that happen, I'm like, Lord forgive me because I have now caused him. To cry because he's crying because his heart was hurt, you know, and you definitely have to not say I'm going to deal with it later. Deal with it right there and then I don't care who's waiting. Lock yourself. Do you know that my parents were married for 40 odd years? I have never seen them argue. Doesn't mean they didn't but they did it behind closed doors. And we have to learn that too, that when we are sorting things out and trying to come to a place of forgiveness, don't do it in front of the children and everybody and the dog is listening. Because because what happens then is you are trying to talk through something with an audience and you're trying not to look bad for the audience. Rather than truly saying what the the, the problem is if you are alone and trying to work it out alone, it's nobody's business. What happens in your marriage is nobody's business, and so forgiveness is definitely a key for sure
0: yeah you know, the other just one one thing that I just wanted to throw in there too is just um. You know, there's such a divisive spirit that exactly, I really yes. feel has been released on the earth exactly. at this moment. Yep. It's so divisive in politics. It's so divisive in in so many people are just fighting. And I believe that spirit is really grabbing so many people and are, are trying to destroy unity. And unity, for me, there's few things that's got more power. And, you know, John 17, Jesus said, Father, let them be one as we are one. So, yes, oneness as couples, but... You know, just one as a people, one in relationships, to in other words, not to be divided. Yeah. And uh, we've sometimes felt yeah. felt that if as soon as we say in Jesus' name we rebuke mm-hmm. a spirit of division, yes,
3: and you what really it call is. it mm. yes. you
0: call that spirit its name because the enemy wants to make yeah. us look like the enemy. Yeah. All of a sudden your loving, beautiful wife becomes yeah. someone else. <laughs> It's because you really didn't right. Man, I knew I forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> because I
3: don't have coffee yet.
0: Jehovah Java, help uh-huh. <laughs> But that, that that's spiritually yeah. we gotta really take authority and, and really yes. t- take it captive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really believe there's there's and, it, and it's not getting weaker. I really yeah. feel it's becoming a stronger uh, a fight that the devil has because if he can break our yeah. marriages, he can break our children, yeah. he can break in the generations to come and it's in the church and it's, yes. in, it's, in, it's in every uh, area. Mm-hmm. So fight the good fight. Don't you know, rebuke the, the device of spirit. I'm sure you guys have had to really spiritually really start interceding because sometimes yeah. you've got to break it in the spirit. Otherwise, things just don't change sometimes.
3: Now, Carol, you were talking about the, the chord of three, and I always, I always um, really realized that if, if you have the Lord in the middle, but Satan wants yeah. to take that place so much. He, he's mm-hmm. fighting to take that place in the middle and uh, all the time to just yeah. be vigilant with each other, isn't it? Because you feel, mm. I want to win this right. war. Yeah. I want to win this battle right now. But um, there's many times where you just need to step back and right. see who's in the middle right now, and fight right. him instead of each other. And we've noticed many times, many times, when in the middle of a fight, <laughs> yeah. yes, we do fight. Um, we have to step back and just shush, and say, Dan, we gotta, we gotta right, right. now. We yeah. gotta yeah. rebuke the devil right now. And I mean, everything inside of you doesn't want to do it because you want this <laughs> yeah. devil to get it.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and then you realize that right. you're not the enemy. Yeah. The enemy yeah. is the enemy. enemy That's for sure. Enemy. It's true because you don't realize that you have allowed the Holy Spirit. Not not allowed the Holy Spirit. You have stepped away from the Holy Spirit. And of course, as you said, the devil took over. Yeah. And until you realize that the fight is that strong and you are fighting for your position to be right, then definitely you are not operating by the Holy Spirit. It's got nothing to do with who is right and who is wrong. It all all has to do with getting back to the place of unity and love and respect for each other.
3: Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm fighting for that. One in the middle, the Holy Spirit that brings you close. Fighting for him, fighting for your friendship, like you said, that to me is important. Someone said to us once before we got married. I think we asked him, "What is your
0: uh, a secret? A secret, yes."
3: And uh, another thing he said was just humor. And sometimes in the midst of a situation like that. just something yeah. out of the blue that you can say yeah. to make you both laugh can also really just um, right. douse that fire and uh, humor is is a great thing that that Dan and I mm-hmm. share, and I
1: know you guys too as well. Well Hillary's name means hilarious yeah So he does make me laugh a lot. Hillary's name means hilarious. oh well, to laugh yes, it means
0: laughter Really. It means laughter. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. Well, you do. I mean, as Charlene said in the beginning, we really um, admire you guys um, just for having that, that consistency. And I really believe uh, it's helped a lot of people sometimes just to get over that next hurdle or to build that bridge and, and just to keep going. And, uh, Hillary, as you said, it's many times just make sure that, you know, you must go to the Father, seek the Lord in, in, in all of it because... You know, start with yourself, as you said, yeah. because sometimes you don't know where you are because this one did this, this did that. And before you know it, you can go down the road and, and Satan will make those clouds darker and darker. And before you know it, yes. you don't see no light. Not talking about no edge of the cloud. I mean, no light yeah. at the tunnel, no nothing. It's just dark. And uh, to be quite honest, we know a few people that, are, that have just so struggled in marriage nowadays really wanting to give up. And there's, there's a real battle. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. So we're well, we gonna what, pray yeah. about, pray for that. Yeah, today. I think we should,
0: yeah. we should really, let's just pray because I believe um, we can stand proxy. We can be maybe a point of contact for someone. And if you're watching this and you, you might not even be married, you can even pray for someone else who's married or your children or, or someone that really needs that prayer today. And uh, so I'm gonna ask, Maybe both of you, uh, Carol and Hillary, if, if you guys wouldn't mind just praying as, as we just lift up uh, maybe different situations, relationship issues and marriage issues to the Lord, uh, for someone who just feels discouraged and someone who's really fought that good fight of faith, that they must stand strong and still keep fighting. So would you guys mind no, sure, doing that for us?
1: Will. Father, we thank you that you are the one that instituted marriage and you are the one that is in the middle of it all. And you have shown us the way. And so, Father, we come to you today and we are asking for those who are listening right now mm-hmm. that are having a difficulty within their marriage and feel like it's time to give up. God, bring them back to a place of intimacy first with you, mm-hmm. that they would turn to you, Holy Spirit, and allow you to love on them. And they would love through you their partner, Lord, that we will learn how to love our partners the way you love us. And so I pray right now that you would protect every marriage that is under attack right now. Mm. We come against every attack of the enemy to destroy homes and families and children. We come against that right now in the name of Jesus, and we command you to leave them alone, Satan. You have no hold on these lives. You have no hold on the families. In the name of Jesus, we speak peace, we speak joy, yes. we speak love, we speak wholeness into each family right now. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will fill them with your power, fill them with your joy, fill them with your peace, Heal the hurt, he- heal each heart that is broken. Right yes. now we pray. Yes. In the name of Jesus, so come Holy Spirit, let your fire fall in each home. Cleansing the sin, cleansing the hurt, mm. cleansing their hearts, God. Mm. We pray in the name of Jesus. Yes, Give them wisdom and we pray for those in abusive relationships lord god i pray that you will show them the way in the name of jesus yes. that they will you will they will get help hmm. in the name of jesus. jesus amen
2: yes father we know that you are our strength you are our fortress and father we stand with you right now father we come against every spirit of division yes. that is coming against the institution of marriage yeah. the institution of family father we speak truth we speak life right now in yes. these situations father the rights and our wrongs and the wrongs and our rights and father we ask that you would put the right right in jesus name yes. father we come against uh every human um humanistic teaching every humanistic philosophy father we say that you are god yes. you are lord you are king and yes. father we say and we speak life into these into every marriage that is in desperate need of your input yes. father you are lord amen in jesus name
1: thank you lord. hallelujah amen. amen hallelujah
0: hallelujah Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Thank the you for
3: Lord. that. Thank you for
2: that.
0: Yeah, praise God. Yeah, we really believe we really believe some marriages have been restored. Some people's hearts have really been touched, uh, even between yes. mothers and daughters and fathers and sons, uh, that people would not give up and really, really work for it, work at it, and ask the Lord for wisdom, ask the Lord for help. So many people have just given up, haven't they? I've been to a few people, I've just yeah. given up. Oh, you know, and uh, yeah, I pray, I pray the Lord will just use this to for people to help. Me. One
3: thing you taught me in our marriage is we are not to ever say the D word. Mm. If you're in the heat of a conversation and you just want to say, I just want to walk out of here or why don't you just divorce me or, yeah. uh, we, we have taken a stand never to say the D word. It no. is like a swear word in our mm. marriage. Right. I, and um, that's one thing I really um, think you really hit the n- head on
0: the nail. The nail on the, nail on the, the, head. On the head. Well, <laughs> praise the Lord. I'm just so happy about all these things. I never knew. I mean, praise the Lord for I'm all just
3: these affirming things. you from I mean, people. <laughs> Dad. Can I
0: just affirm you back? I mean, you're just amazing. You look beautiful. Wearing
3: brownie points. Uh,
0: you look amazing, Charlene. I love you. You're the love of my life. I mean. She's really, she's really outdone me tonight. I mean, I've got to go back to the drawing board, man. I mean, really. I, mean, I think 1-0. I, think I mean, really. I mean, we've got to work on this thing. I mean, I've got to work on this thing. <laughs>
3: Hallelujah, Dad. Well, listen,
0: we, we really pray that this would not be the last time we hope and pray. And God willing, we even hope to see you soon in America yes. with our a trip that we're planning. God willing. And uh, who knows? We can even chat there again. Maybe do do another recording together. But we just want to thank you both uh, from the bottom of our hearts, and on behalf of so many people that were watching and that were blessed about what you shared today. Thank you for making the time. uh, Very much so. So we love you guys, and yeah, we appreciate the invitation.
3: Thank you for including us.
0: You're welcome. It's a
3: no-brainer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy talking with you.
3: <laughs> I, I, I really have been feeling we need to do a, a second volume of this yeah. one. We, we need a, a comeback yes, episode. it just feels like we're going to just yeah. scratch the surface yeah, yeah, exactly. here. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So let's do that sometime. Okay, we will do.
0: Praise <laughs> the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, we want to thank everyone. Thank you so much again for watching. God richly bless you and hopefully see you next week on Friday PM. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.